It's the Steve Gerber Show. Welcome back to CPAC 2020 from the Gaylord Resort, National Harbor, Maryland, right across the water from Washington, D.C., the epicenter of all things freedom, right? Uh, and joining me now is a very interesting guest, uh, a young man from Mexico City uh, who is now a student rights advocate for Leadership Institute, for the Leadership Institute, but he's a former Antifa member. A guy, you know, the black mass, the whole bit, you know, Portland, Oregon, Portlandia. I think somebody called it. Uh, Gabriel Nadalis, uh, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Uh, all right, so it must be quite a journey to go from being an Antifa member to sitting here with, with me, a conservative, on conservative talk radio and television, talking about uh, very different things to come to CPAC. Uh, tell me about your evolution. Sure. Well, the first time I ever put on the black mask was in 2011. And the reason I joined Antifa is because it sounds like a good thing. I mean, as Americans, we're all against fascism. Yet, back then, even though it was to fight the National Socialist Movement, which is a neo-Nazi organization, we still um, they define fascism as completely something completely different. If you look at what they think something is fascist, it's just capitalism or freedom. Or That's like, right. Yeah. Exactly. In fact, the Antifa members uh, often behave as if they are fascists themselves. And I often wondered... Um, if the people that are part of Antifa could even spell the word fascist. I mean, honestly, because here they are shouting people down, uh, roughing people up, showing up in black masks mm -hmm. like you did, uh, with billy clubs and other things, and, and trying to prevent anybody else from speaking ever. That's fascist behavior. It, it definitely is. But one thing I, I, to consider is that those tactics that you're talking about are just tactics. That's not actually what Antifa is. What Antifa is, it's an ideology, it's a movement which, which says that you're allowed to do anything in your power to silence another person, whether that be uh, fighting them on the street or using their, uh, your position of authority to silence them in the classroom. And unfortunately, we have countless conservative... But, sorry. But that's fascist. Yeah, it, it definitely they is. Burn the books. You can't talk. We don't want to hear from anybody else. That, that's by definition is fascism. It, it definitely is. And unfortunately, right now in college campuses, we have a problem of radical leftist professors who see themselves as activists first and educators second. They want to indoctrinate their students and teach them what to think, not how to think. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, so, uh, Gabriel, there must have come a, a, a moment where you had this epiphany, where the light went out, and you said, you know what? Wait a second. I'm on the wrong side of this deal. What yeah. did that happen? <laughs> well, it, I first joined in, two, uh, in 2011, I was 16, and around when I was getting almost 18, I was 17, I, I first started encountering uh, a lot of economics, I was introduced to the free market, uh, and I started bringing these ideas uh, to other members of Antifa, but instead of engaging me, I was just playing devil's advocate, they started harassing me, started saying that I was spreading uh, uh, capitalist propaganda and all of these ideas, so I decided that I did not want to be associated with people who didn't even want to... Uh, talk about ideas. Right, you didn't fit anymore. You know? I didn't fit anymore, and it's not even that I believe the ideas. I right. was merely asking questions. You're using them as a sounding board. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel Nadalis here, a student rights advocate for the Leadership Institute. Um, it's pretty clear in today's world. There are a lot of litmus tests if you're in the left. If you're a Democrat, if you're a Democratic Socialist, if you're with Antifa, if you don't adhere to very specific beliefs and you try to deviate at all, you're outcast. You're you're ostracized. Definitely. There's certain things that you're not allowed to have an opinion. For example, the Democratic Party, uh, there's a, I know quite a few Democrats who are pro-life, yet they are being shunned. They're saying that, no, you don't belong to us. This is exactly what Antifa is. If you're beginning to have an idea, uh, original idea, all of a sudden you no longer can be part of the group. You're no longer, uh, you're no longer 
radical enough for them. So they start using the same tactics that they might use against like a neo-Nazi against you. Which so, is so let me ask you, um, is the Antifa movement stronger than it was in 2011? Weaker, about the same? What do you, how do you look it's at it? It's much, much stronger. When I was in it, it was very sporadic. We had a few movements here um, and there, but it was really not a widespread movement. Unfortunately, it's become a widespread movement because we have so many leftist professors who are, are pushing an agenda on, on liberal students and they're falling for it. So how, how does somebody like yourself gain traction? Uh, you were 16 then, you must be 25 now. 26. Yeah. 26, so my, my math is all right. <laughs> well, also something that the, the left is not very good at. Um, <laughs> But how do you get your message into these young people? Because you're right, they're indoctrinated every day uh, at, at ever younger ages. They're indoctrinated to the point that uh, they're told what to think. And if you don't adhere, like you said, to each ideological point, you're pushed out. You're something wrong. You're, you're a propagandist for, for mm -hmm. capitalism. How do you make inroads? Inroads as a conservative? Uh, to these young minds, yeah. Well, luckily right now I'm going on a speaking tour. It's called Behind the Black Mask. I've done about 30 campuses since last semester, and for the spring I'm doing 30 more. Uh, I'll be in New York coming up this, uh, this next week. And I'm very fortunate because I, not only do I expose Antifa what it truly is for, but I also have had a lot of liberals come to the, to the speech. And after the event, they always tell me how they're just sick and tired of these Antifa types attacking conservatives and silencing their thoughts. So sure. I think we can make inroads, but we just kind of have to talk to the, the more moderate ones to hopefully uh, spread their moder uh, their uh the idea of being a moderate, that's, that's fine. You know, you're not a traitor for being a moderate. No, the wealth of nations, Adam Smith, you know, the, the foundational principles and the underpinnings, and, and um, those are the foundational principles of this country. I think that people do well to read. Of course, a lot of these folks do not. They, I think, get their news from Instagram and Twitter and, and Facebook, unfortunately. I'll give you the last word. Well, what you just said reminds me. When I was an anarchist, I remember going to a bookstore in Pasadena and going for quote-unquote quote, radical literature. But I actually asked for um, the, the Federalist Papers. And it just goes to show you that anarchists and communists, they, they were so far and, left. And the Federalist Papers were considered radical papers. To me at the time, they were. To, yeah. to an anarchist, and just to show you that anarchism and leftists see the founding documents of this country as the, something incredibly harmful that we should reject, yet the Strangely founding... enough, it's, <laughs> the American government is the longest functioning government in world history. Yeah, I mean... The one we have currently. We've we got to leave it there. Uh, if you want to find out more real quickly, you have a, a website, a Facebook page. Where can people find out more? Sure. Uh, you can go on uh, Leadership Institute's Campus Reform or follow me on Twitter at OG Nadalis. OG Nadalis, Gabriel, thank you so much for being here. It's been a good conversation. Thank, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. It is uh, 52 after on a Thursday live from uh, the Gaylord at CPAC 2020. I'm Steve Gerber. We'll be right back. You've seen the headlines. Clean water has never been more important than it is today. It's time to give yourself and your family the best home water you can. Wolverine Water is Michigan's premier manufacturer of whole home water systems and has been since 1947. Wolverine serves homeowners statewide, and they're ready to test your water for free. With everything you've heard, you need peace of mind. You need Wolverine Water in your free water test. Go to stevegruber.com and click on the Wolverine Water logo. That's stevegruber.com and click on the Wolverine Water logo. It's the hospital where your children were born. The elementary school where they learn the basics. 
the football stadium where you made memories together, and the boundless skyscraper where they took the big job. For over five decades, the members of the Associated Builders and Contractors of Michigan have been building Michigan communities, and they've done this based on the all-American principles of hard work and competition, providing Michigan families with quality buildings to create timeless memories. To learn how you can help build Michigan, visit abcmi.com.